Swahili. I'm very impressed. When did you learn Swahili? Well, it, I'm in Kenya. I, I genuinely... Are we recording this? Oh, we are now, yes. I just switched on when you were in the middle of Swahili. I thought it would be a bit switched exciting. On. You, bet, you better do your time thing. I know. Well, I, I thought it would be it's exciting just... and exotic. Obviously, I don't know where, what date it is. What's the date? You'll know the date. It's a... Uh, well, we are... No, I'm... It's a Thursday. It's what is it? It's the 20... Oh, I don't know. I've just discovered, of course, that fucking Easter. I didn't know it Easter. You're a religious person. Well, I mean, I, well, I kind of vaguely knew it's springy and <coughs> eastery, but you know, then it all comes, and I'm supposed to be taking all my stuff to the airport. Everyone's going, oh, no, no, no. The Jews killed Jesus, so we must all have a day off work. <laughs> It's, you know, mental. So you're in Nairobi. This is the Grouchy Club podcast. That's, that's what I mean to say, isn't it? This is the Grouchy Club podcast. When are you coming back? This is Thursday, the 17th of either. I'm coming back. Well, uh, this is unless something else goes hideously wrong. Watch this, please. Um, I, I'm supposed to be leaving Nairobi at 5 a.m. That is correct, 5 a.m. Uh, on Tuesday. So I should be back. In, uh, in London, kind of late afternoon. Now, hang on. Uh, what are your clocks doing? Uh, Backwards, uh, forward, spring forward. Spring They're going forward. Yes, yeah, so, so Saturday night we're springing forward now. Are you not doing that? You're a British comedy. No, they don't bother with any of that shit here. Oh, dear. No, unless it can be explained by witchcraft <coughs> um, or or bribery. Okay. It doesn't happen in Kenya. That's sounding, sounding vaguely racist. We, 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 it's not, of course. Uh, no, well, I mean, I, I've just spent, well, I spent like a week in Mombasa, you know, obsessed with witchcraft. Really? They genuinely, genuinely uh, believe in it all. Is and that when you arrived? I was, well, I was told, um, you know, I, not to make, you know, not to say that I didn't believe in it. And uh, they would have taken me and shown, shown me this forest where men went in. Cattle came out because of witchcraft, <laughs> but they were uh, they were they were too frightened, and oh, they believe in curses and everything. A lot of Kenya does. I mean, the I I thought about resorting to it one time. I had three thousand pounds pounds UK pounds stolen UK pounds stolen, and um. <laughs> Nobody really gave a shit. And somebody came to me and said, uh, I know a Kamba man. The Kamba are like kings and queens of witchcraft. I know a Kamba man. And if you pay him, he puts a curse on the person, unknown, obviously, who stole the money. And what one of two things happen. Either one, the person starts to swell up and swells up like a balloon until he gives you the money back or he bursts or the person starts eating grass like a cow very big old and cows, doesn't they? stop it doesn't stop until he gives you back your money it was no 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 there's a lot of belief in witchcraft here like just now um is it now or was it last year there was tanzanian elections and i don't know if you um if you saw the picture that I put up on Facebook of my new best friend, um, who is a, a little albino kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
you, you're nodding. Did you see the picture? Anyway, he's just, he's such a great kid. Smart, he's number one in his year. He's just a lovely, lovely kid. And um, it was like three years ago, some during, I think it was the Tanzanian elections. His father, father, sold him for 20,000 Kenya shillings to, and put him in a bag, put him in a big sack, and was taking him out of the house to stick him on a bus to send him to Tanzania to be killed and cut up and used in good luck potions for the for a Tanzanian politician. And he was in the sack and he was screaming and his mum found him and the father ran away. But that's, yeah, oh, they, it's uh, some witchcraft and all that kind of shit. Very big here. And how, how old was the kid? The, he's about 10. Somebody, and he, uh, and all the the albino kids, they all, whenever it's election time or anything like that, they're all terrified because there was a, a guy that I know, he died recently. I'm not even going to pretend that I'm remotely sad. Um, he sold a, a pair of albino twins to Tanzania for a large amount of money to be, you know, killed and chopped up and used in potions. It is, it is, you know, on the one hand, Asante Sana. Ah, no, 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 no. Nisawa. Nisawa. Sorry. You know, on the one hand, we're sitting here saying, oh, this is mental, this is crazy. And yet, we are, we are approaching a four-day holiday because a bloke got nailed to a cross and then apparently came back to life, went up into the skies, uh, and, you know, it's no daughter in Christianity. Oh, it's not even a Christian holiday. It's all about bunny rabbits and... Uh, and uh, well, I know. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, no, it's... um, <coughs> It's it's interesting here, the... the you know me. I'm, I'm, okay, I'm not normally bothered. <laughs> I'm not normally bothered by taboos. Um, <laughs> I, I, I quite enjoy taboos, actually. I like to jump up and down on them. But, you know, and there are some things that I can make fun of here. You know, where people go, oh, no, <laughs> isn't she a one? It's because she's white. But there are some things that you just, you know, you, you just cannot. And like, while even Doris and <coughs> uh, Vicky, amazing women, so you're Kenya helpers. They, they're very sad that I don't believe in God. They believe I will one day when I see the light. But in the meantime, they're not that bothered uh, when I do my standard. You know, there are three possibilities. One, there is a God and he's a cunt. Oh, hello. Are you still there? Oh, right, sorry. Uh, you know, there are three possibilities. One, there is a god and he's a cunt. Two, there is a god and he's a twat. Three, there is no god. But, you know, there, no. No, there are no other possibilities. Looking at the world today, they're, they're okay about me doing that. But when we were in Mombasa, they just wouldn't listen. You know, they were like, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. If I was saying anything about witchcraft and ladies in pointy hats. I mean, it's, and, and these are highly, you know, intelligent, um, I mean, okay, 
not educated to a high level, but I, I, as far as I'm concerned, better than educated to a high level. They've lived amazing, you know, amazing lives. They they can kick ass. They know what's what and what's not. It, it's extraordinary, and so you know, I I, I did shut up a bit, amazingly. And the, but what was interesting, I. I Actually, it's not interesting. I apologise for saying that. It's not remotely interesting, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, just to fill up time to you start speaking. Um, Me? When we got back from Mombasa, uh, both uh, Doris and Vicky, and then our little, not particularly communicative bloke that helped with a bit of driving, Sammy, they all came down with some ghastly lurky. I mean, they were in severe pain. Uh, that terrible jo- it's a it's a mosquito borne uh, infe- uh, virus that I can't pronounce but I googled it often mistaken for dengue fever but it's not thank goodness but agonizing pains in the joints fever incredible fatigue basically well it's a bit like lupus and I kind of said that, welcome to my world don't expect sympathy from me sunshine take the ramen roll and move on yeah. but um you know I said do you think it's odd that I'm the only one that came, me, Mzungu, down in Kenya, I'm the only one that came back without a terrible, terrible lurgy. And then you're the one that the maybe the witches like being laughed at. But you're the disbelievers, you should be coming down with them, surely. Mind you, what they think is that that uh, couvert that I chewed was so powerful that it drove everything out of my system. <laughs> Supposing I'd been simultaneously attacked by the tetsy fly, mosquito, uh, malaria-bearing mosquitoes, and God knows what else, I could have caught nothing because of the power of the couvert in my system. This was some hallucinogenic thing that you drank or uh, ate or drank accidentally and turned you purple and you vomited. Mm, Sorry? This was was a hallucinogenic thing you accidentally took and turned you purple and you vomited a lot. That's right. Well, I didn't want... No, I deliberately took it. Um, it, it was a, it was chewy stuff, like pan. You know the um, yeah. mouth fresheners that you get in Indian restaurants? Yeah. Well, we went into a pan house. And I, you know, I, it, it, it usually tastes of fennel and aromatics. And this guy said, oh, these are great ones. <laughs> um, they get you a little bit high. So I said, oh, I like being a little bit high. I said unhindered by any knowledge of what the fuck was going on. So uh, he said, oh, try this one. It's very, very mild. So so that's good because, uh, you know, I don't want to be blithering about downtown old Mombasa. Um, And so I started to chew it. You get get it in a a beautiful, almost like an origami wrap magazine paper and inside that there's cellophane and then inside that there's a, a leaf which contains all the chewy things so I thought this might have in we go chew 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 and I thought this does not taste at all in any way like the pan I have so often enjoyed in Indian restaurants uh, across the UK and everyone's watching me and I'm like okay I wonder what they're expecting to happen. And Doris hadn't. She said, I'll wait to see what happens to you. And then I'll try it. 
<laughs> no, well done. You know who your friends are. Uh, oh, look, expensive coffee. Yeah. And so, first thing that happened was I started to feel very lightheaded. And then it felt like the top of my head came off. And then everything else went numb. Like from there down, went numb. I couldn't feel my fingers. I couldn't <coughs> move my legs. And according to Doris, I—I I mean, I was all I because I was head down, and all I could see was my arms. But she said, all of a sudden, you just went purple, and certainly my arms completely changed colour. And then I thought, this is just. And I, I felt like I was paralyzed. But I, I recognize the, the feeling in my head, I recognize uh, from, uh, uh, like, skunk and mushrooms. That's what the feeling in my head was like. That kind of really, the whole world had suddenly gone into out-of-focus slow motion. I understand some people like that. I have no idea what it's got going for it. I, and I, all I knew, the only clear bit in my head was saying, I am going to vomit. And I tried to, I tried to communicate that to Doris. I, uh, I, I felt like I had a stroke. So, uh, so Doris then looked slightly panicky because not only were we non-Muslim women in a nice Muslim man's pan shop bad enough with the old, you know, we're a bit unclean. But uh, if I vomited in there, it would just be a nightmare. So she said, turn around, turn around, turn around. Uh, uh-huh. uh. I just couldn't move, so she kind of, my legs wouldn't move, when it, so she kind of swiveled me round, and I projectile vomited into the street, it was, I have, I wish I hadn't been paralysed high and completely shit-faced, because I would have got out my, a small video camera, this was the, the, the length of the, we are talking there are celebrities on the jump on Channel 4 who don't get as far as my vomit that day. It was just lucky there was nothing in the street. I don't know. It's something to do... Well, there's obviously a scientific explanation, but it went out in one thin, arcing stream. It didn't kind of splatter. It was just this one thin, long, arcing stream of fuck knows what because I hadn't really been eating very much uh, and everyone just kind of went into stunned silence at the sheer horror of what was happening and uh, the guy one of the guys started getting water to sluice it all away from the street and whatnot because they're very very big I mean the hygiene was like vomit people just don't in the street <coughs> And uh, so they brought me a huge bucket and I puked some more and I still couldn't move and I still couldn't speak. It was 10, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And then um, we got a tuk-tuk 
and I had to be almost lifted into the tuk-tuk. And then we went back to the hotel <coughs> where we were staying, the little rooms, restaurant with rooms, and I exploded in the opposite direction. And luckily enough, I'd reached a toilet by then. And after that, I started perking up quite considerably. Uh, but we went back the next day. Uh, I took, you know, mangoes and dates and stuff and, and fresh mint and things to apologise. And, uh, well, there was much hilarity. They all thought it was hilarious. Everyone who came in to the little coffee shop got told and thought it was hilarious. And um, the the old lady, the show-show that was uh, making up the, the wraps that day, she went, oh, you took... Um, it was it's something 120 was the one I had. Right? Yeah, it's 120. I'm chewing 300. Like, okay, so I'm a lightweight. You know, it's like I felt like I'd gone into a Weatherspoons and asked for a weak shandy or something. And the guy that had sluiced away my puke, he uh, he takes three 450 a day. He must just be on a completely other planet. And, and he, have they, have they, I have no idea what the inside of these people's heads must be like. And have you tried it again? I think you should, just for humour. That day, they gave me uh, another little wrap. Wait, I know. <laughs> so, uh, and I did. I did try it, and it wasn't. It had. Uh, it was just for the taste and everything. And there's a mild buzz from the leaf, the beetle leaf that they. But the second thing you but, got, uh, I mean, I'm a, the second thing I'm you a got, great believer in trying everything once. The second thing you got was the same strength as the first thing. No, no. So that they were, uh, it was hilarious. But when I looked it up, apparently it's a huge problem across Uganda. But yeah, I'm now officially a junkie. Well, I think you should import this into England. It's probably not illegal yet. No, it's not. That's the thing. Because it's it's one of these things that doesn't fall into any categories, so they they have it doesn't fall into any of the categories that uh, because it's kind of a natural thing I think, but they, but they mix it with chewing tobacco and oh my god I mean I'm glad I'm almost always glad to have had a new experience but care. <laughs> Whoa. But it's, what is interesting is that, again, I use the word interesting and it's probably wrong since, um, I do have an almost infinite capacity for other forms of recreational stimulation. And it's odd that, you know, what is considered to be a really mild, pathetic, you know, a girl's tube <coughs> totally floors me. And I, it was like trying magic mushrooms. I don't know why people would take them. They just make you stupid. I don't feel like they just gave me the intellectual capacity of a toddler. I don't know why people take something to be stupid. And like with this... I think your life must have to be very bad before that's a viable alternative. Well, that's, that's pretty much the same as any old drug in England. We've now, we've now reached like 19 minutes, almost 20 minutes. I think it's almost impossible to steer this back to the subject of comedy, isn't it? 
You probably just just head in here and claim it's just totally a, a, a social thing. About well, actually, Kenya. no, um, because uh, it's not that I'm very, you know, I think drugs makes a very good segue to Chris Dangerfield, <laughs> who's really getting quite properly political on Facebook. Is he? I, I, I don't read Facebook, yeah. of course. Yeah, oh, you should read some of his posts. Oh. Interesting stuff. Well, oh, uh, yes, and, okay, this is now, what do you call it, um, word association. Christian, when he's writing some very interesting stuff, which will be lost and shot down in flames by the Facebook feminazis. And oh not, genuinely, not that I consider Kate Smurthwaite a Facebook feminazi. She is not. She's not. I think she's a highly intelligent <coughs> woman. Uh, I think she's a good comic. I think she's a nice person. I do not agree with quite a lot of what she says but she's a smart honest woman and I don't know again uh, just because I'm so lonely nobody talks to me nobody texts me nobody sends me any messages so occasionally when I could afford to stick a few shillings on my uh, UK phone I look at Facebook and you know that these the people stupid Facebook feminazis little stupid little girls at was it Goldsmiths College who de-platformed her or whatever Um, and then she went back and they pissed all over her again anyway she was offered a a, a, a time there I I think it's Goldsmiths I'm not sure it's one of the one of the universities which are is polluted yeah. by stupid little girls who fondly imagine they know anything about feminism or women or life. Don't mince your words. Um, and uh, anyway, Kate was invited back after having been deplatformed, or whatever it is they call it now. And she was she she was going to do a comedy night for in aid of refugees, uh, refugee aid, and uh, it was free, unticketed. Uh, and um, money on the door, so that a hundred percent of the money would go to refugees. So she was promoting it on Facebook and everything, and it sold out quite quickly. Um, with people just reserving places on email, and uh, so she was having to turn loads of people down. Like people say, "Oh, I want to come, but I'm too terribly sorry, there's no space." There's no more places. The gigs sold out. When she arrived on the night, it turned out that the places had been reserved by some of the by the stupid little girls and their friends um, using fake email addresses, so that they could, you know, like book the whole place out, and then no one turned up. So there's no it's money went to refugees. No money went to refugees. Everyone's a loser. I've absolutely no idea what that says about the state of feminism today, other than it seems to have been reduced to like a girls' nursery ground. It's just horrific. And, you know, as I say, I don't agree with everything Kate says, but she's a good woman. And she's a, a smart woman, and she's a good comic, and that's just out fucking rageous.
you know, it's, it's how petty-minded can these stupid little girls get? What, what do they think they're doing? What do they think they're adding to it? What do they think positive is coming out of this? I, I really... <coughs> so it, I, I could get physical, quite frankly. Ooh. The Copstickian palm is itching to be taken across many, 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 many girly faces, and I don't care if that's very un-PC. So, These so, are just foul little witches. So we actually got around to comedy at the end, and that's why it's called the Grouchy Club as well. <laughs> so, so you've been grouchy, you've been comedic, and you give them sort of social uh, interest in in Kenya. So I think that's it's it. It's just incredible. We should be charging for this, John. Uh, uh, yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> Off we go.